It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. Jimmy Garoppolo passed his physical. Is this something the Raiders are celebrating or dreading? Also, some top running backs met to discuss the future of the position. And should Bill Belichick, yeah, that Bill Belichick, be on the hot seat? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. After some consternation about what would happen with free agent acquisition quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo and his health, Jimmy G passed his physical, which I suppose puts these questions to rest. If anyone knows, it's going to be your boy Q from Locked On Raiders. Q joins me now. And so where are we now with Jimmy Garoppolo? Is this just water under the bridge? Well, it's funny. It's it's one, it's a big sigh of relief, even though everything that we have been hearing for the last few weeks was Jimmy was on track and he's going to be available for the start of training camp. But until you actually see it, you don't know, especially with Jimmy G because of his health in- injury history. So, you know, it's one of those things that I believe that he was going to be good, but then hearing that he passed the physical and that he's good to go and he'll be out there on Wednesday when when the first practice is, is, is really a good thing. Uh, he has a lot of good weapons around him, but they don't matter if he's not out there, right? So, I mean, uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of uncertainty around this Raiders team this year, I believe. First year I've ever gone into training camp without some kind of expectations on what I think they're going to do, you know, bad or, or, or good or whatever the case may be. I really don't know this year. I'm kind of at a loss. But Jimmy G being there and being available for the start of training camp is a big step in the right direction. What do you make of their plan at quarterback this year, Q? Because Jimmy Garoppolo, if he can stay healthy – is a serviceable quarterback. We've seen him have success with Josh McDaniels. Of course, what we saw in San Francisco, highly driven by what Kyle Shanahan did, but he's a serviceable player. His problem has been availability right. behind him. It's Brian Hoyer and then fourth round draft pick from this past draft, Aiden O'Connell, who people, some people are excited about, but he's a rookie. So right. what do you think of this plan? Well, uh, I said it like this, man. The offense has a chance to be really good, but Jimmy G is going to have to be the guy, right? And and it's so funny because normally I would just say, well, you could expect the guy to be out there for 17 games or the whole season because, well, Derek Carr was always available. Yeah. That was the thing. Jimmy G has only been available for a full season once in his career. So for me to just assume that he's going to be available 17 games, is that'd be foolish. But if he is out there and healthy, I do think this offense could be really good. I mean, he's got Devontae Adams. He's got... Uh, you know, Hunter Renfro, um, J- Jacoby Myers. He's got Michael Mayer that they just drafted at the tight end position. Like, there's plenty of things to like about the offense. And, of course, the familiarity with Josh McDaniels. All that is good stuff. He just has to stay healthy, right? What he does in the red zone, he's really good at the red zone. But, again, it all goes back to his health. And it, I hate that, Peter, because that's. I feel like I always start every conversation with, as long as he stays healthy, as long as he stays – you know what I mean? It's just like – that's not the conversation I want to have. I want to have just the play on the field and what my expectations are. But every time I have a conversation, it has to have the asterisk as long as he can stay healthy. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. Since he became the starter, the full-time starter in San Francisco, he played three, 16, which was the one season he stayed fully healthy, six, 
15, which was 2021, and then last year played 10 games for the 49ers. How do you think this has to change? How do you think the offense with Derek Carr versus what we're going to see with Jimmy Garoppolo will change, understanding that do you still have to cater to what Devontae Adams brings you, who you mentioned, Michael Mayer, and all these other weapons? Is it going to be more catered to the weapons, you think, and ask Jimmy G to be the caretaker, or do you flip it the other way around if you're Josh McDaniels? Well, I think Josh McDaniels will be more comfortable with opening up the playbook with Jimmy G because he'll feel like he's got that familiarity and that he understands exactly who he is and what he brings to the table. So he'll be able to execute at a high level. But also, I mean, just going back and looking at what Jimmy's done in the course of his career, he's been really good when everything is really good around him. So I think that the weapons, especially Josh Jacobs, who obviously we know is, you know, not signed his franchise tag. He's not going to be at training camp. I do expect him there week one, but I mean, he's going to have to rely heavily on the run game. He's going to have to rely heavily on Devontae. He's going to rely heavily on Jacoby Myers. He gets the ball out of his hands quickly, right? Jacoby Myers is not the fastest dude, but he can find a way to get open. Devontae spent a lot of his career just getting those quick passes from Aaron, and as you know, and taking them and doing the rest himself. Mm -hmm. Last year, he got a lot of deep balls from Derek, which was actually unexpected, but it was what they did. I think that you'll see a lot more of the, hey, just get the ball in Devontae's hand and let him do what he does. But it's going to be a collection. And at the end of the day, Peter, the most important thing for this Raiders team in 2023, the other side of the ball is going to have to be good. They can't be piss poor like they've been over the past few years where it's Max Crosby and the rest of them. It's going to have to be some guys compliment Max Crosby as well. If they can't do that, it's going to be a long season in, in Las Vegas. Stay up to date all year on the Las Vegas Raiders by subscribing to Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Raiders on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, some top running backs met to discuss the future of the position. Before we get to that, the Charlotte Hornets will officially be under new management. Take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets back up to $200. That's right, just bet 20 bucks and you'll land 200 back in bonus bets win or lose. That's 200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the point total to who you think is going to hit the first home run. The Twins are home against the Mariners. FanDuel has the money line for the Twins, plus 102. Of course, you can also combine multiple prop bets in a single game for an even bigger payout with same-game parlays from FanDuel on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. On a rainy day at Royal Liverpool Golf Club, major winners Jason Day, John Rahm, and Rory McIlroy couldn't chase down the diminutive Brian Harmon, who ran away with the Open Championship, shooting 12 under par for the tournament. 
No one else came within five strokes, even after Harmon gave two shots back on the front nine, struggling to get up and down from the rough. It's the 36-year-old Harmon's first major win, and his first win as a pro since 2018. Michael Jordan owned the NBA for a decade as a player. He will no longer be the majority owner of the Charlotte Hornets franchise. Rick Shaw and Gabe Plotkin led the group purchasing the team and will become the Hornets governor in the next one or two weeks. Their group purchased the Hornets for $3 billion. Plotkin was a minority owner of the Hornets and Shaw was a minority owner of the Hawks before this move. This ends the 13-year tenure of Jordan at the helm. On the diamond, the Phillies got a dramatic extra inning win over the Guardians on Sunday. There you have it, folks. The Philadelphia Phillies take the final game of their series in Cleveland against the Guardians, and this was a weird game. Connor Thomas, your host of Locked On Phillies. I mean, so many weird things happened in this game. Bryce Harper looks like a gold glove caliber first baseman. Aranola was bad Aranola, and then he was good Aranola, and he kind of ended up in the middle. Craig Kimball blew a save. Uh, Jeff Hoffman in the last inning almost gave up a four-run lead that the Phillies got in extras after not being able to score. I mean, just a really weird game. Bryce, uh, Bryce Harper, Bryson Stott walked four times in the game. I, I don't know. Strange game. Phillies come out on top. The losing streak is over. And now you have an opportunity to build off that coming back home. We'll talk about it more on the next episode of Lockdown Phillies. And the Cincinnati Reds extended their winning streak to five games after they swept the Arizona Diamondbacks. Reds have won five games in a row. What's up? This is Jeff Carr from the Lockdown Reds podcast. And the Reds sweep the Arizona Diamondbacks over the weekend at Great American Ballpark. They're a half game behind the Brewers. They're a half game ahead of the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers for the number one wildcard spot. The Reds on July 24th are only two wins behind the Los Angeles Dodgers. That is not a statement I thought I would say this year, but this team continues to play amazingly well. They've got three games against the Brewers coming up over the next three days, the final three-game set of the year. Plus, the Chicago Cubs won three of four from the Cards. Cubs beat the Cardinals on Sunday 7-2 and after losing the opener on Thursday night win three straight games Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to take the series over their arch rivals. Sunday was a perfect performance. Jamison Tyone was excellent. Uh, the Cubs got another home run from the hottest hitter in all of baseball right now, Cody Bellinger. Added on with big hits from Dansby Swanson who came back on Saturday. He's been great in his two games since his injury. And uh, Trey Mancini and Jan Gomes with huge hits. And the Cubs just kind of had an all-around really good win after some close wins Friday and Saturday. They're now five and a half games back of a wild card, six and a half of a division. Uh, they'll be off on Monday, and then they play the White Sox. So good vibes right now for the Cubs. Here is another story you need to know. Three-star running backs failed to secure long-term contracts before the franchise tag deadline heading into this season. And it made such headlines that running backs around the league were tweeting about it. And then they did the most Gen Z thing possible. They got on a Zoom call over the weekend, reportedly, to talk about potential fixes. So locked on Saints host Ross Jackson, who covers a running back who may have some questions about his long-term future, not just in New Orleans, but of the running back position, joins me now. And, and Ross, there was some conjecture and some thought this offseason that maybe Alvin Kamara's future was uncertain in New Orleans. 
How much do you think has actually changed over the last few years with the way that this position is being viewed around the league? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the biggest things and the biggest reasons that it has changed uh, or versions in which we've seen it change is just sort of what they're all being asked to do now. Like the running back position was always the position on on the field that we said, touch the ball the second most outside of the quarterback. And now you have these guys that are touching the ball the second most on the field that are running in between the tackles, that are trying to get outside of tackles, are taking more hits than anybody. And now they're being told, oh yeah, now we want you to take more hits as pass catchers out in space and and, and including that part of the game as well. And so I think, you know, Alvin Kamara, of course, is a perfect example of one of the guys that kind of is at the forefront of that, because this is a guy that's never had a thousand yard rushing season. That's only had eight 100 yard rushing games in his career, but that's because that's not the only part of his game. It's the rest of it that he does so well as well. And so as you would try and look for fixes, it, it seems like if this were an easy fix, it would have been fixed. Um, and the current situation is collectively bargained, which isn't to say that it's fair, but it is certainly something that they at least agreed upon here. So if you're trying to look for ways to, uh, uh, maybe, maybe you don't think fairness is a problem, but let's see, let, let's say for, for sake of argument that we want to fix whatever the issue mm -hmm. is. Um, what is the issue of fairness? I guess let's start there. I, I mean, the thing that I look at when it comes to it in terms of finding a solution here is that you kind of just have to wait for things to self-correct. I mean, we've seen this from positions before. The defensive tackle position was criminally underpaid for a long time. That has made a change. The safety position years ago is one where we saw guys taking contracts we never thought that they would take, and then that has since picked back up. We've seen it elsewhere also. And so I think that like as the NFL's defenses get lighter and lighter and lighter, trying to be ready for these three wide receiver sets, these spread offenses, then all of a sudden things are going to kind of course correct back the other way because offenses will start to reinvest in running backs because as defenses get lighter, the offenses become more successful in their run game. And so I think you need a few of the outlier liars that are the non Todd Gurley's the, you know, the, the non, you know, guys that sign contracts and then end up with injuries and, and unavailability and things like that. You just need some of those outliers to hit the league. And then all of a sudden that potentially recorrects the course of the running back contract moving forward. Yeah. And for, for those of you going, well, that's not going to happen. Think of how recently in the NBA, we were talking about the death of the center position, right? And who yeah. has won the last million MVPs it's Giannis it's Jokic it's, MVP. <laughs> it's three right. guys who are and Giannis is essentially a center for the Bucks. So it, it is one of those things that we see this happen in mm -hmm. other sports. Is there something you think contractually, Ross, that can be done, whether it is letting guys hit the market a little bit sooner? We have this um, this player incentive pool that they recently added, where mm -hmm. if you make the Pro Bowl, you get an extra boost of money. Is there something you think that, that can be done in there, at least on the margins, that makes these guys who are being underpaid, especially a running back, where we know once you hit 29-30, it, it falls off a cliff for them that we could get them a little bit more compensation up front. Yeah, and I think this has to really come from a, almost a push from the representation almost. So agents and folks that are negotiating contracts take shorter contracts, take shorter deals and be able to be in a situation to where you start to control your market based upon you know, shorter terms and what that means to teams in terms of their ability or inability to pay out you know, a, a conducive contract there, give you more opportunities, get back out onto the market, things like that. It's tough to do it CBA-wise because whatever you do CBA-wise, you're all agreeing to do to a single position 
position. And I think that oftentimes when we look at unions, it's about having a, a, you know, there's usually a different approach to that within union negotiations in terms of contracts. And so you could have something like this. This takes me back to the old actor contracts and stage manager contracts and things like that in the entertainment industry, where you could have a different, you know, look or, a, or, or purview or whatever when it comes to some of the running backs, but that's going to be really tough. And the next and you know the next CBA negotiation is not soon, uh, so I, I think a big part of it is just finding a way to control your own contracts and work with the representation in terms of how you deal with that with the teams. Stay up to date all year on the NFL by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On NFL on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, should Bill Belichick be on the hot seat? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The man who coached one of the greatest dynasties in sports has seen the New England Patriots hit a downstretch. Belichick has authored The Rise of the Patriots. But how much blame should he receive for their fall? And should his seat start to feel a little warm? James Rapine and Tony Wiggins of Locked On NFL weigh in. It's fair to criticize. I think it's foul to think that you would actually fire him. That's ridiculous. Um, the only thing I can imagine that's even close to that talk is when Tom Coughlin won like two Super Bowls in five years with the Giants and they fired him. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And um, I think what people don't realize, and, and, and I'm going to try to push this a little bit, and I know we're not necessarily talking about the GOAT conversation and all of that stuff. I, I really do think that the thought process for people to even get to that point is the fact that Brady left and won somewhere else. Well, Brady left and won somewhere else, and he cherry-picked a perfect situation, right? Mm-hmm. Sort of like Peyton Manning did when he went to Denver, although Brady put up stunning numbers. But if you go back to New England, when they won those first couple of championships, those first three, Brady statistically, they were a running team. In fact, Brady's best years when they had Randy Moss and Wes Welker, they didn't win a thing. They went 18 and one. Okay. And, and so my point is, is that that's, this is a residual of that. And there's no way you would ever talk about firing him. You may talk about him coming upstairs and being the senior, the senior vice president of football operations, but Bill Belichick is allowed to tell you when he goes, comes and goes. It, this almost feels like, Tom, in my opinion, yeah, he is. He's earned that. This feels like Tom Landry. Bill Belichick is still an awesome coach. That defense still overperforms its talent, unlike almost any other group we see in the league. But some of the issues this team has draw direct lines back to Bill Belichick. The coaching staff has been a mess. And if it were any other coach, we'd have questions about that. We'd have questions about the cronyism, the nepotism with his son as a defensive frontline coach on this team. Is he really the defensive coordinator? How much is he really in charge of things? I'm always going to be dubious with Bill Belichick in that building still. 
but it's been a problem. Spending all of the money they spent a few years ago in free agency turned out to be a problem because almost universally, that was not money well spent. That was Bill Belichick's call. The problems that they have created for themselves are at the feet of Belichick. But he should get the leeway to get himself back out of this. Bill O'Brien's back. Mac Jones not going to have to go outside the building to find a coach who knows what he's doing, who knows how to call an NFL offense. They have really, really good defensive personnel, and they've made some changes on offense to their personnel there as well. They may be the worst team projected in the AFC East, according to our friends at FanDuel. But this is still a team with some potential to turn things around, and Belichick deserves more than just a year or two post-Tom Brady to get this all figured out. We mentioned Brian Harmon as the winner of the Open Championship, and the fans over at Royal Liverpool, not, not Brian's biggest fans overall, and he had mentioned it as something that affected him, that he thought about, that he heard, but he also used it as motivation. After I made the second bogey yesterday, a guy, when I was passing him, he said, Harmon, you don't have the stones for this. That helped. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, are the Rays really the favorites to win the American League this year? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.